live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Welcome to this week's podcast, live from Crapper Creek. My name's Glenner. Getting ready for a good one this week. I hope you're buckled in. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be. Live from my cabin here in Crapper Creek, Alaska, where quarantine is lifting. Yeah, we're like 100% golden up here. Sucks to be you, dude. On the show today, once again, we're going to ask Trooper Cooper, or you are, some of the listeners, fans, members, resident Alaska State Trooper. Doesn't have a fucking clue about the law, but we let him talk anyway. Comedian John Doerr, our comic in quarantine. Even though he's not in quarantine anymore, because he actually lives in Southeast Alaska now. Talk about his stint on Conan O'Brien. Carmine Apiece joins us. We talk Grammy or no Grammy. And why Jeff Beck won't return his calls right now. We've got an educational moment about the U.S. Postal Service. My lovely wife, Maria. We're going to talk to her about cuddling after sex. Got five random facts to throw at you as well. And some stand-up comedy from me. Plus pet questions from Dr. D. It's a busy show, so let's get to it. Live from Crapper Creek. Meow, meow. meow. It's time once again for Dr. D. That's Dr. D. Thornell from Animal House Veterinary Hospital. You may know her. Remember her from Dr. D. Alaska Vet. Top show on Animal Planet for a couple years. Fantastic show. Still to this day, Doc, I think the best reality show about Alaska. I I was really proud how it was presented. It just, and I would have kept going. It was just 11 people and nerve-wracking, and it got to be, I'm not a movie star, I'm a veterinarian, and they wanted us to start doing fake stuff. Right. And I just said, no, that's where, we'll do the two, and that's it, the two seasons, you know. It was just fun to watch you every week fly to a village and cut the balls off something. <laughs> every week there was some something losing balls. that You were like the, uh, I, I wonder if just a male animal all over the oh Dr. D and they all start crossing their legs and heading away oh no we don't tell them where they're getting their neutered we tell them they're getting tutored <laughs> oh no they know D they know <laughs> well when they wake up they sure do oh where's my balls <laughs> I know who the hell anyway uh, let's get to it today of course we bring Dr. D in here from Animal House Veterinary Hospital uh, every week to answer your pet questions I've got two that were recorded came in and then one came in over Facebook so we'll start with our recorded questions first here we go so I have a pink-toed tarantula that we've had for a little while now. And I was wondering if there's a way to age them to try to figure out how old they are. How do you tell how old your pink-toed tarantula is? I've never even heard of that. Well, you just have to It open. almost makes it sound adorable. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it's really easy. You just open their little mouth and you look at their teeth and how they've worn. Now, the first two <laughs> teeth are going to be just coming in still if they're under a year. And the other ones come in later at a year, two years. No, I'm just messing with you guys. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I've never really had to age a tarantula. And I'm sure they've Googled this, but um, I kind of look into the fact that, you know, where did you get them? Was it, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they go ahead and get tarantulas. They must have like 
tarantula breeding farms or something for pet stores. I don't think they can bring them in from the wild. So, you know, I'd look into that. Google it. Yeah, or, you know, a good way to tell is if it's still uh, at home with no job, it's probably under the age of 23. So you know that. That's 25. Uh, well, actually, yeah. nowadays, sadly, I think it's 29 or 30. But Yeah, so, yep, you're right there. So, uh, you know, we at least know that. So I have no idea. Pink-toed tarantula, it sounds adorable, but I'm sure it, it's dead. I've got a very small chihuahua. As, as opposed to the really big chihuahuas? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay, there's some breeds of chihuahuas that are fat and big, but then you get the little tiny chihuahuas. All right, uh, and you've got, the, you've got the tiny kind of chihuahua? Yes, yes, Okay, yes. all right. So we got a male and a female. The female dog named Bella, every time she sees you, me, or whoever, she just licks me, licks the person. It, lick, 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 constant? Yeah. Yeah, you, like she'll be laying there and you like make eye contact and she licks you. It, 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 it's very, very annoying, but compulsive licking. It's a compulsive licking. Well, see, I have a 100-pound blind lab that does the same thing. And believe me, one lick of his probably equals about 20 from your little chihuahua. Well, my, I have a little dog that does the same thing. And it might be just, it's like Glenner said, it uh, depends on the dog. I think sometimes they like just the oils and the, like you get a little bit of an oil on you that they like. It's also way, as you know, if you watch dogs um, with other dogs to be more domineering or tell them that, you know, like a motherly love, even with puppies, they lick them. And so what I did to stop it with my dog, I grabbed her tongue. And so, you know, the other thing I do is, you know, I sit there and I just put my hands up. I tell her to sit. I distract her to do something else. Sit, um, you know, lay down, go for a walk. Just give her, you know, that would be fine if he could just go get me a beer and stop late. But then he'd lick the beer and it's just the whole thing's a mess. There you go. Sit and stay. Okay, one last question. This one from uh, yeah, from Facebook. And do you remember the question we had a while back, D, about the uh, dude whose uh, rabbit ate his weed? Right. Well, now we have a lizard. Dude says his bearded dragon got into his stash, ate a couple of his buds. It happened a couple of days ago. He, see, he says he seems to be fine, but now he has a liking to it. And uh, he said all he did was sit around and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is old episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> or what's that called? Cougar Town. Yeah, I would have to say, I, I don't know if CBD and THC really affect lizards in the same way. Their brains are a little wired differently. So I would say, you know, the only bad thing, then you got like lizard spit, you know, on your weed. And the other <laughs> thing that happens is... Nobody you know, wants lizard. That might be an added thing. It's like licking toads. Maybe yeah. lizard spits like an additive that makes it extra groovy. Yeah, but I don't think the thing that comes out the back Backside, if they accidentally do it on your bud, would be very happy. No, so. no. Just turn on old episodes of Monty Python, throw down <laughs> some Cheetos. They'll yep. be just fine. Yeah. Don't do that for the rabbit, though. Monty Python is off a rabbit. You made it wake up <laughs> with this rabbit, rabbit going through your throat every time you, you know, so. All right. All right. Hey, you guys have fun today. All right. You too, D. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's yeah. Dr. D. Thornell from Animal House Veterinary Hospital. All right. Pleasure to be here, Glenn. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. So I was checking the mail here at the cabin, and um, I got this big stack of mail here. And of it, I think two of them are of any significance to me whatsoever. The rest just wasted more trees. Right? I don't know how the Postal Service even stays in business. If it wasn't for businesses throwing out mindless flyers that we don't even open, 
80% of this stuff, none of us open any of this shit ever, right? Do you get those? It's like, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. All right, I got to keep this one, fuck that, fuck that, keep this one. That's about it. So I don't know what they're doing back there. So I did some investigative reporting. And it's time to bring you an X-Rock Radio educational moment. 95.9 presents an X-Rock Morning Show educational moment. All right. A little some, some things you may not know. Little known surprises about the U.S. Postal Service. For instance, a lot of folks don't know this, but if a mailman arrives at your house at the same time as the UPS guy does, they will brawl to the death. And a lot of post offices actually employ the most up-to-date technology that 1982 could produce. I don't know. I think they're using Microsoft 4. Oh, by the way, sexy postmaster old general, um, least popular Halloween costume. Right before, right behind sexy Tipper Gore. They've also handled as many packages as Jenny Jameson. Oh, yeah. Jenna Jameson has handled every bit as many packages, usually with a happy ending, which you don't get from the Postal Service, unless you tip them. Uh, the current price of a stamp? Fuck, I have no idea. Ask an old person. By the way, that thing you marked fragile on all sides? Yeah, they play rugby with those fucking things. That's, they're kicking them around. U.S. Postal Service annually loses almost as much money as the average Johnny Depp film. And Postal Service jokes, still a ripe topic for Jay Leno. That and airline food. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Fucking dude's horrible. Never was a Leno fan. By the way, half their employees, legally dead for 20 years. Oh, and there's a damn good chance they had freaky-ass sex on top of your mail in the back of that truck. Oh, yeah. That, now, the Postal Service uses no taxpayer money and exists solely, I think, off proceeds from, like, I don't know, old ALF commemorative stamps or some shit. I don't know. And finally, uh, something you may not have known, but those trucks, total chick magnets. How do you think they're having all the sex on your stuff in the back? Duh. That's a quality educational moment right there. You're welcome. Now go throw away your mail. Welcome to the cabin. Uh, live from Crapper Creek, the podcast. Time for our comics in quarantine. Or I guess in this case, really comics out of quarantine. Because this guy is in state currently. Unlike all of our other comic friends who are still holed up in their apartments somewhere in Van Nuys, California. We've got the man with us, John Dorr. Love me some John Dorr, of course. Uh, resides now in Alaska, down in Southeast. You're currently in Sitka, is it, John? Well, living in Juneau, but I'm visiting Sitka at the moment. Right. Um, yeah, we, we got on a flight yesterday. Social distancing measures were taken, everyone in masks. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to get on an airplane for the first time in two months. So yeah. That's a scoop. Was it, was it weird? Was it creepy? Like. Was it creepy? Uh, no, I mean, whatever. You know, I'm on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a short flight. It was half an hour. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, everyone's distance. You know, no one is sitting next to one another. Uh, even first class was one person per aisle. 
So, you know, it was, uh, you felt perfectly fine, perfectly safe, short flight. Um, but I'd imagine most people are still worried. I mean, they hear a cough, they'd probably freak out a little bit. But no, <laughs> oh, hard. yeah, yeah. You don't want to cough or sneeze right now because you're going to be judged. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, now, Johnny, I got to tell you, it was funny. I was watching, uh, you did Conan uh, from Juno a while back, a really funny bit. And you've been doing Conan, and uh, uh, have you done it once or twice during the, the, uh, the quarantine? Oh, just once. Just yeah, once. It was a funny uh, bit, yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping to get home, but I wasn't able to, so I had to broadcast live from my car. It was and my hilarious. girlfriend's daughter was in the back seat, yeah. which is a nightmare. <laughs> well, she would just would not stop talking, and I'm trying to work, but, uh, but you know, you I think it worked out all right. You incorporated it into the bit, and it was funny as hell. I absolutely loved it. it was well, hilarious. I had no choice, Glenn. I had no choice. She was yelling in the back seat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's not the way to perform comedy, but I was very disappointed in her, so I had to have a chat with a uh, five-year-old oh, about how to quiet, conduct themselves. Quiet little shit! Oh, there's so many things you can uh, say. So many things. It was... It was very frustrating, but uh, we're trying to teach her. Um, but anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame her. But uh, yeah, my whole my whole life for the past two months has been uh, homeschooling a five year old, which is not what I was born to do. I don't think. Uh, at least my patience has been tested because my girlfriend's an essential worker, and so I'm the one at home, and I've got to oh. go through all the schoolwork with a child that doesn't want to do any of it. <laughs> it's been bizarre. Oh, man. Well, thank God for alcohol. So, uh, our man John Doerr, of course, uh, he's been up here so many times, just one of my favorites, and uh, twice now, the last couple times he's been up here, actually, no, it was two times ago, uh, we invite him over to the house. We go, hey, why don't you come over for dinner? Uh, Maria loves cooking. for. She's like the, the mom for the Wayward Comics when they come up. She takes care of them and coddles them and, uh, and makes them dinner and takes care of things. And so we invite John over at our old house there. And as I'm driving him to the house, I tell him, oh, yeah, we got the big dog and the cats. He goes, wait, what? Cats? And you're allergic to cats. And we had to call yeah, Maria while she was cooking and tell her you wouldn't be coming over. And she got Fucking pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, oh it, gets, gonna, it, gonna, it gets better. Gonna, I was going to say, are you going to leave it there? Okay, no, no, no. Because uh, uh, flash forward well, a year and a half, two years later, being absent-minded, dumbass comics that we are, Johnny Doerr's driving over for dinner. And once again, we realize, wait, we've had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, I, I think I got a little bit ahead of it. And it was, I think it was before you were coming over to get me. Yeah, I think we had I called gotten it. it. Yeah, you're right. It was the second I call, time. I called and said, wait a minute, do you have cats? Because this is, and just so people know, it's not like, oh, I, I might sniffle. I might sneeze. No. It would be a sad, uncomfortable. All it, out, it, it would have been the it, end of the show that night. It would absolutely. It's bronchial tubes tightened to the point where I can't get any oxygen into my body, and I've got to go to a hospital and be put on ventil or uh, on a ventolin, uh, whatever. Oh my they gosh! Yeah, sort of, they put a hose in my mouth and just uh, get my lungs breathing again. So once so just again, just so everyone knows, listening, this is not like uh, oh, this is going to be a slight inconvenience. It would be a terrible inconvenience. No, and Maria. And you can tell Maria was pissed. Oh man, when she came to the so. show that night, she was. And even though she realized she was mad she at had me, a gun. Too. She had a gun. <laughs> she brought a gun. She showed it to me. She flashed me a piece. <laughs> and she said, "That's twice. The third time, I come with this thing loaded." I'm like, "Okay, Maria, oh. whatever you want." But yeah, yeah, she was really angry. I couldn't believe she brought a gun. <laughs> John Doerr, comic actor. 
what have you have you uh, been doing any remote shows? I know a lot of comics have been doing remote shows, but you got to feel comfortable being here. Like I said, as opposed to so many of those guys hold up in a little Van Nuys hotel somewhere or an apartment. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just, I don't know. But part of me, I'm not sure where the best place to endure this pandemic is. I mean, I guess in Alaska, you're yeah, in you it. Walk out, you're you're here. You're the best yeah. place on earth right now for this thing. Eh, you walk out your front door, and yeah, you can at least you can at least go for a hike and feel like the entire world is yours. I'm, I'm, and you can do that almost any day. Right. Forget the pandemic. Um, but I guess you know you wonder what people, how people are dealing with the madness of Los Angeles. You know, like a city of millions and, uh, you know, hanging out with, it would have probably would have felt, it would have got a little old, but would have felt a little bit like a snow day from school where everyone's trapped in the same environmental disaster and they have to hang out in a friend's basement. So I wonder if any of that would have been fun, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I think, I think we're probably in a good spot here. It's isolated. Small you think? Of people, yes. So you yes. We're the best place easily. on earth. And I say this summer we bring you up and we do a comedy show here. Let's do it. Let's do a big show up here. We do it outside. We do a fun show. Let's do some comedy, man. We're we're good. We're golden. No, I, I will hold you to that. All right. Absolutely. Let's do it. All Let's right. Absolutely do uh, it. Lissau is in town. We, we got Lissau, I think, still stuck in town as well. So you is meet Jerry. Right? Yeah, you meet Jerry and Jamie Lissau. We'll do a comedy show. I think it's a I think that's a fucking brilliant idea. I'll be beautiful. Where's Lissau? Is he in Fairbanks? Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing wow. so. He's been uh, writing for a couple shows and a couple things. And he's been doing it remotely. So, yeah, he's still getting some work done. All right. Okay, uh, John Doerr is our comic, our buddy, our friend. Dude, always great to talk to you. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, hang out down there in Southeast and let's get you up here and do some shows this summer. I will hold you to it and get rid of those cats so we can eat some of Maria's food and tell her <laughs> to leave the gun at home next time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, uh, time for the uh, sexy part of the show. This is where we, we love act, asking experts questions. And when it comes to sex, I only know one expert, and that's my lovely wife, Maria. Problem is, she's always at work about now, and I call her, and I interrupt her with a question. But she's always very eager to help and answer. Yes, Maria. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, baby. I just hung up with a long-distance call for you. You Sitting did. on hold for 10 minutes, and then I pick up a line, and you're there. This better be good. Um, got a survey? Yeah. All right. I thought, really? Really? Well, because you're the smartest woman I know. I oh, have to go to you. Don't even. I, I'm up? so serious. What's a new up? study found that the key to having a good sex life, it's not really the sex. It's spooning for about six minutes afterwards. <laughs> Seventy-one percent of women who cuddled up to six to ten minutes after the last time they had sex uh, gave the whole session a much higher rating. Well, then I must be an oddity. Why? Because I really don't like to cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) Only forty-four percent of women who cuddled for zero to five minutes said that the sex was good. Oh, no, I never have a problem with sex. I just, when I'm done, get out. Don't cuddle. <laughs> I know. You literally kick me out of the I room. I literally like do. You, yes, you, I do. You make me leave the money on the, on the bed stand and go. No, you keep forgetting and leave it in your pockets. I just take it when I wash your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You know that. I know. All we do afterwards is slap five. <laughs> and then get out. <laughs> right, I got to go. Bye. Really? I was on hold for 10 minutes. Bye. Ah. God, she loves it when I call. <laughs>
You can tell, right? It's really into me. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, it's time for a segment uh, called Ask Trooper Cooper, where residents of Alaska ask our resident Alaska State Trooper, Trooper Cooper, important questions about the laws here in Alaska. And he answers them, kind of. Trooper Cooper, I got a question for Can you arrest yourself? Uh, Let's see. Can I arrest myself? What are you, huh? Wacky tobacco? What the hell kind of question is that? Can I arrest myself? That's got to be the stupidest damn question I've ever been asked. The answer is yes, I can can arrest myself. Uh, No problem. If I do something uh, really bad, uh, say, Answer a really stupid question. Jeez, I should go to jail for life or even mentioning you. That's absolutely absurd. But yeah, I can arrest myself anytime I want. If I've been bad and I need to spank him. But that's really for the privacy of Trooper Cooper's own home. And Mrs. Cooper, of course, you understand. Trooper Cooper, is it true that I can smoke weed and transport it, but I just can't have it growing at my house? Uh. Yeah, you can transport it and smoke it. You just can't uh, grow. Of course, if you got, like, the real sticky, uh, like, Northern California sense of me or the Matt Musica, you know what. Well, of course, that's okay. But if we catch you with that really bad Mexican shake or, like, Colombian stuff with all the seeds where you'd need the Rolling Stone album to try to sort it out a little bit, well, then we're going to take your butt in, of course. Yeah, but uh, as far as your house, uh, yeah, you know, if you're growing it, you know, I ain't going to really probably have much problem. It's when we find it in, say, individual little wrapped up baggies and uh, next to a scale and you're trying to tell us it's for personal use or for your glaucoma or whatever the hell ridiculous made up excuse you may have. Ooh, I got a tummy ache. It's for my chemo. Yeah, we ain't buying any of that BS right there. We're going to haul your butt in. Especially if you're growing that bad Mexican shake or the stuff of seeds. You're just you're wasting your time is what you're doing. That stuff will give you a headache if nothing else. Yeah, Trooper Cooper, my question is regarding the rules on restraining animals in the back of pickup trucks on the highway. Uh, yeah, you do have to restrain your pets, of course, much like your kids. But we see you driving around, lady. You can't even restrain them. What are you talking about? Why don't you put them in the back of the truck? I suggest duct tape works best. Oh, really, it depends on the pet. You know, if you got a dog or something, you're going to want to leash them down. If it's uh, like a live alligator or elephant, I suggest some duct tape might do the trick back there. Uh, but if you got like a truckload of gerbils, I'll just let them run free. They ain't nothing going to happen there. They might get squishy squashed if they fall out here and there, but who's going to know, right? But otherwise, yeah, I'll tape them up with duct tape much like the kids. I got a question for uh, Trooper Cooper. Uh, is there a law against riding a moose drunk down the street? No. Why in the hell somebody would get a moose drunk in the first place is beyond me to tell you the truth. Uh, Trooper Cooper, I think he actually means uh, himself for a person being drunk, not the moose. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Well, apparently you've been drunk when you came up with this question because... Uh, 
to be quite honest, you're going to ride a moose down the street. I think you pretty much have to be drunk, to be quite honest with you. I can't see how somebody would be doing that sober, that's for sure. Now, I drew, I rode an uh, ostrich once when I was uh, pretty lit up on tequila, but that was because I lost my car keys. And that's a whole different question. What happens in Tijuana stays in Tijuana. Man, I love that ostrich. All right, it's time for a little coronavirus insanity. What do you say? Shall we do this? Let's go. Coronavirus <laughs> insanity. <laughs> All right, some of the stranger stories from the uh, coronavirus age that maybe you weren't aware of. So I will share. Okay. I don't know if you knew this. Some people have now started including their coronavirus antibody test results in their online dating profiles. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a wicked case of herpes and some gonorrhea, but I'm coronavirus free. All right, here's one for you. Have you heard the term skin hunger? There's a new one coming out of all this, right? Skin hunger. All right, now it's, it's not some Hannibal Lecter thing. It's the desire to be touched and have human contact. Oh, yeah. Waking up the wife, honey. Feeling a little skin hunger today. Thought maybe you could uh, accommodate. Apparently, a lot of people are suffering from it during the pandemic. Skin hunger. That sounds creepy, doesn't it? I don't like that word. Woman wore a large inflatable hippo suit so she could safely hug her mom at a nursing home. Of course, her mom saw a giant hippo coming at her and fucking had a heart attack. She's dead. No, she did die. And in Mexico, they had coronavirus-shaped hailstones uh, fall from the sky. Of course, the locals called it a message from God to stay home. But here's the thing. Those happen all the time. A lot of hailstones, if you look at them, they do look like a little ball with little things shooting off of it. It looks like a little coronavirus. So, yeah, they freaked out. (laughs) Swimming pool sales are way up because all the public pools are closed. Really? Who the fuck gets in a public pool? I won't go anywhere near them. Have you ever been to a swim-up bar? We were at one in Mexico, and we watched dudes go into the swim-up bar, and they did not fucking leave the swim-up bar for seven hours. And they just, and they each one of them drank like 10 beers. Just stood there smiling. By the way, that thing about the water turning blue, it's a myth that doesn't really, ha- there isn't a chemical in the that makes your pee turn blue. <laughs> so they just, and by the end of the day, it just smelled, it was nasty, and all this junk and cigarette butts collecting in the corners of the swim-up bar. I don't know what was more nastier, the swim-up bar or the toddler bar, uh, pool. No, thank you. More coronavirus insanity. A cafe in Germany going viral uh, for giving people hats with pool pool noodles. Speaking of swimming pool, you know the big foam? Yeah. And they look like helicopters on top of their heads for social distancing. Man, you got to... That's a whole new kind of self-esteem you need to have to wear pool noodles on your head. Another bar in Maryland used inflatable inner tubes that you had to wear on your head. How big is that? That's a big inflatable tube to be wearing on your head. 
Meanwhile, another company is selling fake boobs and fake muscles for people to wear uh, for dates over Zoom. So, of course, once this is over, you're going to feel like a real idiot, right? Uh, Bigfoot hunters are worried that Bigfoot is susceptible to coronavirus. So they're sending out a message. Uh, if you're going to be hunting Bigfoot, wear a mask. Keep him safe. Uh, Blow-up dolls have been a big thing. We've seen them at baseball parks and everything. Now a restaurant in South Carolina is using them to block seats so people stay six feet apart. All right. I'd want to know. I don't know what's worse, knowing somebody could be six feet apart from me at a restaurant or somebody's used fucking sex doll is sitting six feet from my meal. How is that supposed to make me feel safe? And don't be fooled if you're down if you're down south listening to this podcast. Chuck E. Cheese realized people don't want to order f- from Chuck E. Cheese, so they've changed on uh, delivery apps. Pasquale's Pizza and Wings, trying to stay local, so it sounds like something better, right? And then uh, also, there's another restaurant doing it too. Now they're calling themselves uh, Applebee's on uh, apps. Are calling themselves something different than Applebee's. <laughs> And the worst invention of the coronavirus, uh, Israel inventor came out. It's a face mask with a remote control mouth hole. So it opens up, you put in food, and then it closes. Defeats the purpose of the mask. Let's just start there. Not to mention, you, it's, you look stupid. And the mouth closes. Again. It would go perfect with the pool noodles on your head, you moron. Coronavirus. (laughs) Insanity. Insanity. (laughs) From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, we have a lot of comics on here. Sometimes we do stand-up. So what do you say this week we feature me doing live stand-up comedy talking about Halloween in Alaska. Hope you dig it. show certain rules for Halloween. Um, rule number one is uh, have two bowls of candy. One is for all the kids that dress up in costume and are very fun. The other is for the other assholes that show up at your door. But this bowl has already been licked. Every piece of candy. Okay, Jolly Ranchers? No sticky, because it's kind of warm. Hold on now. Works wonders. I remember Halloween. When we were kids here in Alaska, it was a little different, right? Remember that? Have you ever seen Halloween in America? They're like just nonchalantly walking through neighborhoods. No cars, nothing, just house to house. You can't see anybody's breath. It's not like that here in Alaska. Halloween in Alaska, is, it's like kind of, kind of like a mob hit. You just pull up and go, 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 get out of the car, go! And run up to the door as fast as they can. Get in, get in, This house! It was miserable as a kid for Halloween. You couldn't wear your costume. You had a snowsuit. You go, bing, bong, zip, scooby-doo. 
so that the kids can, the parents can check it, make sure it's safe. Here we do this and we spread it out, but just so it'll thaw. Remember, chomp down on a bit of honey at 20 below? Take care of Roller. So our, our first house when our kids were young was in our first, it was our first home in an actual neighborhood. We grew up out of town, my wife and I. So we we were ill-prepared for the onslaught at the door that Halloween. I didn't, we had our bowl of candy. We're ready for him. And the first one showed up, we thought, oh, well, this will be fun. We'll watch a scary movie and hand out candy. So we start the movie. It's like, bing, boom. Oh, okay, kids with candy. All right, we'll go down and sit down. Bing, boom. Okay, we got this. Bing, boom. Oh, Christ, are you kidding me? The movie took seven and a half hours. So the first kids that come to the door, this back away, so letting Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Harmless, right on. I'm not just scooping candy, right? Just big scoops. Look at you, aren't you adorable? I was like Sally Fields on one of those old UNICEF commercials. All the big belly Ethiopian kids. Everybody eats tonight. Everybody eats. And then they just keep coming at the door. slim or start to panic, sweat a little bit. It's like, all right, section of Tootsie Roll for you, section of Tootsie Roll for you. Pretty soon we're like, panic, we're out of candy. You know, what do you do? We're like, oh my God, oh, here's some emery boards, uh, some, uh, some spices, here's some cigarettes. Whatever we got. And then, you know, then the worst, Worst case scenario, run out of candy, right? Again, you don't answer the door, tell them you ran out of candy, because then they can lob the eggs up next to the other eggs from the little shits that already hit your house. So instead, rule one, blow out the pump, no vacancy. That doesn't work, rule two, don't tell me you haven't done it, you hide. You hide in your own damn house. It's like Saturday morning and the, and the Seventh-day Adventist boys are at your door. Shh! Helen, they'll see ya! Roll! Because you know those nice boys on Saturday morning. God, you love them. They're just doing the Lord's work. They're suit and ties. Now he's parked at the end of your street. Looks like an FBI stakeout. And you see him walking from door to door, kind of gives you time to come up with an alibi. You don't want to tell them, no, they're so nice. Here's a good thing that works on the Seventh-day Adventist. Do what I do. Just answer the door dressed as Jesus. <laughs> Look on their faces, adorable. They don't know what to say. They go, um... But here's a copy of our book. It's not as good as yours, but sells pretty well. We'll be in the car. Either that, here's another good method for the folks who come by your house. Just put up the Amway distributor sign when you're going. I'm a proud distributor of my products. Boom. 
that'll work as good as anything. It's like, whoa, you want to you sell me on the Lord? Come on in. I'm going to sell you on products you use in your home every day. Where are you going? And then you get those kids, like I said, they show up way too late, right? Show up like 10 o'clock at night. Some dude looks 40. Facial hair, no costume. Like, bing bong! Open the door. Really, dude? What? What are you even supposed to be? He just looks at you and goes, I'm an out of work cab driver to tell you the truth. <laughs> hey, you got any chicken in there? Is this the house handing out smokes? Wraps it up for another week of the podcast live from Crapper Creek. Glenner here. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to thank my lovely wife, Maria, comedian John Dore, Carmine of Peace. Next week, more fun, uh, comedian actor Steve Heitner from Seinfeld. That's right. Kenny Banyan joins us. Uh, talk about uh, his days in comedy and uh, look back at a couple of dear friends he had that have passed. He was good buddies with Je- uh, Jerry Stiller as well as Fred Willard. So we'll chat about that and find out what... What he has going. We'll talk to Maria again. We'll have more games. Maybe uh, Yes or BS with the mayor again. Carmine apiece. Dr. D and more. I want to thank them all for being here this week. And we'll do it again. Live from the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska. Live. It's the podcast. You have a great week. And we'll talk again next week. Remember to share this with friends. If you would, leave us a comment. And check out... The show, weekdays at xrock959.com. Every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Alaska time. On Facebook at the X-Rock Morning Show. And, of course, check us out, Glenner Anderson, on YouTube. If you'd like to see more comedy and some weirdness on video, it's all there. And, of course, we're on Instagram. Tell your friends. Have a good one. We'll talk next week. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner. Produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.